You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the only daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, available on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and it's Draft Wednesday here as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'll talk about that in a little bit. We've got a great promotion, pretty cool app, and a lot of fun to be had there. But it's also game day here in the Crescent City with the Pelicans taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves, where the Pelicans are going to look to hopefully bounce back after that very disappointing loss to the Orlando Magic. I don't want to call yesterday's podcast an angry cast, maybe more an annoyance cast. I'm not quite sure. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit more about that game and kind of some of the fallout from it. You know, I asked for some accountability from this franchise. And they actually delivered yesterday, which was nice to see. We're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about draft, and I'm going to preview the game for you in today's edition, the Wednesday edition of Locked On Pelicans. So let's look at some of the fallout from that awful loss to the Magic. And I said, this is the worst loss they've had all season. And, you know, thinking about it some more, and I did some radio spots yesterday where, you know, I was asked about it. I said, maybe this is their worst loss over the past couple of years. You're always going to have that kind of letdown game where you lose at home to the Nets or what have you. But this one, I don't know what it was, seemed different. And maybe that's because the hopes uh, for this team are much higher this year. And Cousins just flat out was terrible and no energy or effort and looked like he didn't want to be there. And just the body language and everything was terrible. And, you know, Gentry comes out and says, we sucked and doesn't seem to want to take any blame for it himself. Didn't really act like that when, frankly, who's the guy who's supposed to get the high energy level out of the players? It's the head coach. Um, So I have issues with that as well. And the one guy who did just kind of stand, literally stood up, raised his hand. And took some accountability, which is something Pelicans fans I know have wanted for a long time with this team. Someone to be like, look, we're not happy with the results. We're going to get better. We pledge to you all, blah, 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 blah. They've done it when, you know, at the end of the past two seasons with Alvin Gentry, they haven't made the playoffs. They want some accountability there. I think to most fans, accountability is firing the head coach, which is probably not the way I'd want to go with it. But I kind of get it. So I understand here. But... You know, uh, so Drew Holiday stood up and said, the turnovers are on me. I made a lot of bad passes. You know, I've got to get better. I've got to play better. This isn't how it should be. Accountability, and I love it from him. And then, you know, DeMarcus Cousins wasn't made available to the media uh, at the end of the game the other day. And they originally were scheduled to practice today or yesterday. And then it said, I got an email saying practice was canceled, but it looks like they did practice. And I'm taking the quotes from Will Guillory here, the Pelicans beat writer for NOLA.com. Credit where credit's due for someone transcribing things. And he's got the quote on what Cousins said at practice uh, the other uh, yesterday. And he goes, and this is the quote, it's like one of those nights. Defensively, we just weren't there mentally. Let's just say the actions look like a defeated team. We've come back from a bigger from bigger deficits. We were down 12 with 10 or 9 minutes to go, something like that, and just acted like the game was over. I kind of take the blame for that. My energy was off last night emotionally and just being that energy the team was used to having, I wasn't there. We talked about it, we're aware of our mistakes and we'll have a better showing next game. I love this quote. 
he kind of dodged the media, whether it was his choice or the team. He dodged them after the game when there were a lot of questions when Gentry said, go ask him about the energy level and everything. Owned up to it today. I like that. I like people when you do that. Look, I'm a dude who's made mistakes in his life. I try and own up to him when that's the case. Admit fault and then move on. That's how you do this. That's what the Pelicans needed to do after this loss to the Magic that has left many fans, if my Twitter timeline, if my DMs, if my emails and the texts to the people who have my number are anything to go by. They were furious after that game. The lack of effort. Not closing out on most baits. Six of ten or six of ten from three. Six of ten were uncontested. So all ten were uncontested. Absolutely atrocious effort. And Cousins owned up to it. And that's cool. All I wanted to hear from this team was to be just to come out and say, we sucked. We know we need to do better. We know what we need to fix. We're going to fix it. We're going to be better next time. And they have a chance to do that, of course, tonight against the Timberwolves. Going on, though, Cousins talked a little bit more about uh, teammates holding him responsible. And he said, quote, one thing about this team, it's something that I appreciate about it, is that we all hold each other accountable. We are not scared to tell each other the truth. If I'm doing something wrong, Anthony, Drew, Rondo, Dante, they'll all be like, yo, you need to get your shit together. I see AD doing something wrong, I'll say, AD, get your shit together. That's something that I appreciate about this team, and that's part of us going to the next level, is being able to hold each other accountable. Also, being able to take criticism. I think we are taking the next step into being the team we want to be, but we have to come out and perform every night. I dig this. You know, again, it could just be lip service. Who knows? But I like that he's coming out and saying it. I like that the players want to hold each other accountable and not just accountable to the media. They all want to win. All of these guys have a lot riding here. Drew's got a contract to live up to. AD wants to be a superstar, and I've told you guys this before, is hyper aware of his legacy and the impact he wants to leave in the NBA. He does not want to be like Kevin Garnett early on in his career, not being able to have playoff success. He wants to have it now, and it doesn't seem like it's going there, and that maybe is going to force a change. Garnett eventually left Minnesota. DeMarcus Cousins has never been in the playoffs. He's an upcoming free agent. He's got the most to change about his perception and the most riding the season, as I've said. He wants to taste all the success, and some of that means looking in a mirror and admitting some fault and being introspective. After a loss where they could have just thrown blame around to everyone else, and that's what Alvin Gentry did, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, um, they looked at themselves in the mirror and said, okay, we got to take ownership of it. So good on you, Pelicans, as a team. That's what we wanted to hear as fans. And I think that just, again, sometimes you just need to hear that to feel better about everything. So before talking about Gentry and a few things here that I, I also touched on yesterday, but I'm going to talk about again right now, uh, do want to mention, check out the companion site to the Locked On Pelicans podcast, LockedOnPelicans.com. Now we are a .com. We've got the site up and running, a great team of writers that are out there finding their voices, putting up some fun and interesting content, giving you deep insight. We've got stuff about fake Halloween parties, uh, d- deep dives on guard play. I have one up about Ian Clark and the off-ball movement. We're always going to have more coming for you guys Fridays as well. We have a question of the week where you get the different voices from our different writers. So make sure you check out LockedOnPelicans.com. 
So I want to talk about Alvin Gentry, and this comes from something uh, that Gus Kattengill, uh, the host of the Sports Hangover on ESPN Radio here in New Orleans, 100.3 FM, and his uh, midday show, the sport, like I said, the Sports Hangover, we're talking about when I was on with him the other day. And he asked me to come on. I was like, I might be kind of angry, man. He was like, good, bring it. So I brought the fire a little bit the other day. I've got the retweet out there on my timeline if you want to listen to the thing in full. But basically, it's what I said on yesterday's podcast. I'm going to say it again today. I don't think I'd actually be an NBA hit coach. I've never said that. I don't think I could. I don't think I could be a GM. Like, I've seen some of the things these guys do. It's very difficult. But I do think I'm a pretty smart guy when it comes to basketball. And I am seeing the same mistakes over and over and over again. And ultimately, whose blame is that? And I'm starting to lean towards the coach here. Now, some of it's on the players. If they're going to not give a good effort level, well, then, you know, what do you, what do, you do? Well, you could bench them. You could take DeMarcus Cousins out of the game if he's not playing well. And maybe that sends a message, and that's a move that Alvin Gentry needs to try. And if he's going to come out in a post-game press conference and be like, this guy didn't play well, but you left him in all of the time, I'm going to throw some blame on the coach, too, there. And I think that's what I'd like to hear. Again, accountability. When does Gentry say, this one's on me and I didn't coach my guys up? They're not playing well at halftime. You, you talk to them and you get something going and you, you get them to pull their heads out of their asses. It's what DeMarcus Cousins did against the Kings in the locker room where he screamed at everyone, apparently, and they came out playing really, really well. And they came back from that 19-point deficit. Where's that from the head coach? This is the guy who's supposed to be putting players in position to succeed. And right now the team is three and four and haven't ever had a winning record during his tenure here. Again, when does he look in the mirror and take some accountability here? And if they're not listening to him, and again, if they're going to keep playing like this, and it's the same issues we've talked about over and over and over again, open three-point shooters on the perimeter, a lack of off-ball movement and going to these weird post-ups that shrink the court, um, isolation-type ball. And that's happening. Coach needs to do something to shake this team out of it. And we're not seeing that. Not calling for anyone's job, but it's just something I want you all to consider here as we move forward. Does he get the best out of this team tonight, or do they come out flat again? You know, at a certain point when these issues have been going on for three seasons now, where's the buck stop? Shouldn't stop with Alvin Gentry, but it hasn't. Just, again, something to consider. So before moving on to the Timberwolves and talking a little bit about the game tonight in the Smoothie King Center, I do want to give a shout out to all the fantasy basketball fans out there. And you guys need to listen up. If you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play in real live snake drafts with other players, just like your season-long league. So it's not, like I said, like those normal daily fantasy sites. This one actually gives you an advantage, I think, and you're not playing against tons of other people. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. You set your lineup and forget about it. You don't need to worry. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. How nice is that? Draft starts every couple of minutes, so you can join one right now if you wanted to, if you got the app on your phone. And the best part is you play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. You want to dip your toes into daily fantasy, think you've got what it takes to beat other people and win a little bit of money? Dollar drafts are perfect. With no salary caps, you play in real live snake drafts, just like you play with your friends in your season-long leagues. 
Here's what that means and why that's the biggest thing for you and why I like this over all those other daily fantasy sites. And those other daily fantasy sites, you have a salary cap, you pick your team, but everyone can pick the same players. It doesn't do you much good to draft DeMarcus Cousins on a night where he's playing the Kings because likely everyone is going to have that guy. You have to dig and hope for diamonds in the rough and pick fringe guys that you hope have a good game. I don't want to kind of my money and, and my winnings here to be based on that. Here with a live snake draft, if you draft a player, no one else has him. You get DeMarcus Cousins on a night where you think he's going to go off and he does, you're likely winning. You're not sharing this with everyone else and having to worry about anything. You get the stars on your team. No one else has him. You got an individual team you can root for. It's a great thing and it rewards you for thinking and looking at matchups and not hoping a fringe guy goes off for a big game. So come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and you can join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on Draft.com, whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code. It's LOPELICANS. That's right. Play a real money game for free for using my promo code LOPELICANS on your first deposit on draft. There's going to be, when you do this, there's going to be a, a, a special game that pops up that says Locked On Fantasy. You're going to be playing with other listeners of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's a great way to dip your toes into it. They're $3. You get a free play in there, and they have drafts for every different thing. It's a lot of fun, so make sure you download and play draft today. All right, so let's go back to on-court play and looking at the game tonight in the Minnesota Timberwolves. And this is going to be a decent test. Are the Pelicans ready to bounce back? Are they going to maybe notch a first good win of the season? Because their first two wins against the Lakers and the Kings, you know, a comeback's nice, but I don't think you want to call that a good dominant performance out of the team, especially not in the first half. Maybe, maybe the second Against the Lakers, they blew a 20-point lead against a pretty bad team in the Lakers, even though there's some young talent on there. And against the Cavs, I mean, the Cavs don't look good right now. Uh, so I don't think you can call that, especially with the, the wasteland that is their backcourt and their guard rotation, um, you know, something special. Cleveland's 3-4. and four, They're tied for 10th in the Eastern Conference. Same with record as Brooklyn and Philadelphia. The Knicks actually have a better record at 3-3 three and three than 3-4, three and four, technically, but if you're going by winning percentage. Worth pointing out. So I don't know if that Cavs win is a great, great win for the team. So, looking to tonight where they can get one of those, the Minnesota Timberwolves are an interesting case. You know, the Pelicans' offense needs to get back on track. Minnesota has basically the worst defense in the league right now. They're giving up a lot of points, and this is kind of expected as they integrate some new guys, even though they do have a certain amount of talent. But some issues are going to present themselves for the Pelicans that maybe, uh, hopefully they learned their lesson from uh, the other night against the Orlando Magic. This is a team that doesn't bomb it like entirely from three. They're taking about 23 three-point attempts per game, but they are connecting on those shots. They're shooting almost 39% from deep, fifth best in the league. So it's a bit of a concern here. They got guys who can shoot kind of all around. Andrew Wiggins is taking, uh, averaging over five attempts per game. Jamal Crawford's a gunner off the bench for them um, at times, and he can certainly get start shooting. Carl Anthony Towns, despite being a big and a center and a guy who you would think want to bang down low, has 
some pretty nice touch. He's shooting over three a game, and he's shooting 37.5%. Crawford, by the way, is at 44%. Andrew Wiggins, 36%. Jeff Teague, their point guard, shooting 45%. Jimmy Butler, even though he's missed two games for injury, is their low man at 33%. Most of these guys who are getting minutes out there are going to shoot other than Taj Gibson. So that is a concern, and the Pelicans need to pay attention to that. Close out on the perimeter because if Towns is up there and he's open, he's going to shoot. Same thing with Wiggins. Same things with Jeff Teague. Jimmy Butler, not so much. He's probably going to try and drive and attack. What you want to see from the Pelicans tonight is not fall in love with the three-point shot, especially if it's not working. They shot under 30% against the Orlando Magic, and at times when their offense stalled, you saw them just kind of take a lazy three-pointer and not really worry about too much else. Here, they need to attack the rim big time. Not just because you've got two dominant bigs who can do so, but because Minnesota is the third worst defensive rebounding team in the league, you have a chance for some easy putbacks off missed layups um, and shot attempts that are in close. Easy offense off putbacks. Rather than settling for three-point shots, as I'm seeing a guy wheel a dog and a shopping cart outside the house, I don't know what's going on. Sorry, it distracted me. But perks of living in the Bywater is you get some weird things that are kind of awesome to see at times here in New Orleans. And it's just like the most New Orleans-y like, experience imaginable at times, I guess, is maybe one way of putting it. A bit of a difference from living uptown where I'd been living before. Again, you had easy points off putbacks. You can go out and score against this team. They don't contest shots very well in that aspect. So those putbacks, those second chance points, you need that to get high and to be high. Um, sorry, if you're the Pelicans and get that easy offense because you, if you're hitting stretches where things aren't working, just attack the basket. Simple as that. Don't settle for three pointers. But we want to see more than anything though, and we know this, is going to be effort from this team. Can they bounce back after that atrocious game to the Magic? Has Alvin Gentry gotten through to them? And if things start going poorly, how do they react? Do they kind of step up and meet the challenge like they did in Portland and that they did against the Lakers and the Kings? Or are they going to fold again? Because certainly when the opponent, when the Magic started hitting their threes, it got in the Pelicans' heads and they fell apart. Need to have that mental toughness. So hopefully they're going to be able to bring it tonight in Minnesota and they can get a win before hitting the road um, and going on a road trip here because easy wins are not always great, even easy. Blah. They're not even easy when you're on the road necessarily, especially when you have times when you're playing as bad as the Pels do. Get the win at home tonight, lock it down, build some momentum. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Uh, hopefully the team can get a win tonight. Don't forget, please subscribe on iTunes. That makes a world of difference. It means you're also going to get the podcast whenever you need it, whenever a new one's released, 6 a.m. usually other than yesterday when I really needed some data to make my points here uh, <clears throat> regarding the Orlando loss. And also just subscribe on wherever you get your podcast from, Podcast Addict, Stitcher. All of that should be updated with the new RSS feed. So you'll get the podcast immediately when it's released for you. Don't forget to rate it five stars. iTunes is the best. That also helps and keeps this podcast free for you guys in five days a week. Short, quick, and to the point, which is what I want for you all. So thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game. 